Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to episode 22 of Ruthie, Me and My Dad. And just to put you in the picture, we're recording this shortly before England step out, hopefully, to win against Croatia. To and get return football to its birthplace. Its rightful home, you're absolutely right. Uh, not just yet, though. Even if they beat Croatia tonight, we, yeah, still have, uh, we still have France to play. So we're not going to talk football. There are hundreds and hundreds of podcasts out there. Except to say, you watched the quarterfinal in Millennium Square Leeds. And it was... A, Exactly as I told you, it was full of idiots, was it not? Yeah, but I didn't realise they were idiots until I got home <laughs> and, I, and I explained you. and you said, oh, they're idiots. And well, they were idiots because they were shouting a very rude word uh, every time Raheem Sterling got the ball. Yeah, um, not just when he got the ball, just when the camera was on him, really. Atmosf- it was a good atmosphere, though, because it was exciting and it was people of all different ethnicities. Mm-hmm. And even these boys who were the most laddish white boys you, possible to imagine were still there was never any anything to do with race never no. and that's well, my generation well I don't know why they don't like why everybody has it in for Raheem they, Sterling because he kept getting the ball and then he didn't give it away and he didn't score a goal I don't well, think it's anything to do with race no okay fair enough good I'm glad to hear that because there used to be a bit of a racist element in the Leeds United fans mm, I don't think there's any I don't think it's like that anymore that's good. maybe with the older fans but not with boys who are 16, 17 that's good. That's excellent. Glad to hear it. Should I start this week? Yeah. Well, I'm going to start with off. with narcissism. And I wonder if if any of your friends spend ages editing their Instagram photos uh, and posing I for Snapchat. I spend ages in editing my Instagram photos. Oh, do you? I take pictures, well, I edit them, and then I just don't post them. Ah, well, the people who are obsessive about taking uh, pictures and uh, posting them and editing them and making them look mm-hmm. really good, um, it turns out it's good news for them. Uh, researchers find that young people, and they're calling them narcissistic adolescents. Rece- that is what I have in my full title, Ruth Kellner, the narcissistic adolescent. Researchers found that young people who had a greater sense of superiority, entitlement and grandiosity were more likely to succeed in exams. Costas Papageorgiou from uh, Queen's University in Belfast Mm -hmm. says that we should reconsider our negative view of the consequences of narcissism. So as parents, if we saw our kids doing this endless editing of photographs and putting them on on Instagram and Snapchat and things, we would have a negative view of that. Um, Just to confirm, you'd actually put photos like edited photos on snapchat well presumably you, you prepare yourself then you edit yourself not really snapchat. snapchat's more raw is it all right 
Uh, anyway, this is what Costas Papagiorgiou from Queen's University Belfast said. Yeah. If you're a narcissist, you believe strongly that you are better than anyone else and that you deserve reward. Psychological traits are the products of evolution. They are neither bad nor good. They are adaptive or maladaptive. So in other words, you can either turn it to good or turn it to ill. But you're not really... You're a little bit narcissistic, aren't you? I think everyone's... Yeah, a little bit narcissistic yeah. you're naturally going to be a little bit obsessed with yourself because that's who you're with all the time but, but this is a slightly different take on it because mm. the way narcissism has been viewed in the past if your child if your teenager is spending ages in front of the mirror etc as parents we would say oh don't be silly it's people say it's what's inside that counts yeah, and, and yeah. All that but then it's not is it like no well, clearly not Clearly not. Uh, in fact, almost like you said last week, that uh, the women who are very successful tend to be good-looking. Yeah. Even though I did uh, cite Angela Merkel as someone who... And there was uproar. <laughs> uproar. Well, there wasn't exactly uproar, but we did get quite a lot of uh, emails, not specifically about that. Should I read a couple of these? Or should I refer to a couple? You don't like reading the emails out. I don't like reading them out. I just don't know how interesting it is. Well, some of them are quite interesting. Nick's store. Well, I'll tell you what is interesting. The geographical spread. <laughs> the geographical spread. Yeah. Nick's... Yeah, so on our geography section of today's podcast. Here's the geographical spread. Uh, Nick store of uh, North Georgia... He's enjoyed it, and he's been listening... To, you know, he's one of my old school listeners, what you call my homies... Your bros. My bros. Yeah, he's one of my bros. Your bromies. Yeah. Uh, Craig Bruce says he was listening to the podcast in the beautiful Yarra Valley, just outside Melbourne. And, of course, he's another one of my homies because... Your bromies. My bromies, if you like. I uh, don't know whether bromies is a thing. I might have just made it. I think you have just made Coined it. it. Uh, however, he did say he's originally from Glasgow, so he enjoyed... The attempts at a poor Scottish accent. Well, that was in inverted commas. It is, yes. When I was doing uh, Ian Sterling. One question, though. If Ian Sterling was Indian or Chinese, would you have lampooned it? Well, well Dad would, but he wouldn't have got in the podcast. I would, definitely. But the thing about it is that um, Ian Sterling is more or less lampooning his own accent. You know, when he says, Welcome to Love Island! Oh, it's, he, um, it's, it, it's it is, a cartoon, isn't Ian it? Ian Sterling is himself when he's com- like commentating the show. But it's a enhanced version of himself and yeah. he puts on the voice is slightly higher yeah. and it's slightly more exaggerated Jamie Wilkinson who's in Perth uh, he sent me an audio of the advert that goes out in the middle uh, and how much do we love the uh, the products that were advertised all of the love yeah all of the love it was it's it's going to be toy mania in the big w the biggest uh, toy brands at great prices and that was advertised in the middle of our podcast i'm rather delighted that they think people i suppose it's because it's a sort of father and daughter children type thing I suppose they've probably it'll just chosen al- it randomly it's, it'll be an algorithm they won't have chosen it randomly uh, do you they'll not think have, so with no, the I audience think, and stuff no i think what they'll have is an algorithm which will look for podcasts that are about teenagers or generations or children fathers and children mm-hmm. that sort of thing so uh, anyway he says having to move move to Perth from Yorkshire because the thing is you were moaning about your accent earlier on but you are a little drop of Yorkshire for our expat audience our expat and, audience yeah and he says having moved to Perth from Yorkshire a few years ago I had hoped to hear promotions for Harrogate Sulphur Soap or Betty's Tea Room now uh, talking of narcissism 
This of... better not be Ruth. No, How are you? Th- th- this is, I think I'm using the word narcissism in exactly the right context here. So we're going to sort Love Island. Let's, please. Last week, I said I hated Megan and I liked Georgia. Mm. I do not like Georgia anymore. No. I have done a... Th- I almost said a 360, but that wouldn't mean I returned to liking her. Yeah. Um, I've done a 180. A 180, yes. I've done a 180 because she preaches about how loyal she is and then she kissed Jack on a date, even though Jack is with Laura and she claims to be best friends with Laura and she talks about how loyal she is all the time, but she's not actually loyal. And people, I might get some hate for this because a lot of people dislike Ellie greatly but I voted for Ellie to stay in but Ellie was saying saying you're loyal doesn't make you loyal you have to prove that you're loyal and I was like yes Ellie Hmm. agreed and there was a dumping Grace and Frankie went home Frankie was with Samira um, and so it's quite sad that he went home because Samira was really really upset but then I would say to Samira if you're that upset and you're saying you're not going to meet anyone else then why don't you leave with Frankie Grace hadn't had any... To be honest, I don't know. She was a bit of a waste of space. So. How long is this going to go on? I mean, eight how weeks. Long, eight, well, it's been on about four and a bit. Has it? Right. Mm-hmm. So we've another month of it to go, basically. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So it goes on for another four weeks or so. Is there any sort of narrative emerging which might tell us who's going to win it? Oh, Jack and Danny. 100%. Really? I, I put... Money on it? I put £10,000 on it. Would you really? Genuinely, well, they'll definitely, to... definitely win. They've been coupled up since day one. Mm. Everybody loves them. They're really funny. They've not, none of, neither of them have tried to get with anyone else. So you think they're going to? It's just they a might, given. Yeah, well, you say that if there's a month to go, oh, the TV people dad, are going to have dad. to build some. Well, the TV people are going to have to build. Some they've tried. They it. brought in. They brought in one of his ex-girlfriends. They've only got eyes for each other. The really? TV producers can't stop love. Well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll might, see. We'll see. But uh, mark my words. Do they bet on it? Is there betting? Yeah, yeah. Cost is betting. Uh, I'm just checking one of my many uh, internet betting accounts to see if you can bet on uh, on Love Island. Wow, you're what absolutely. Is, spot oh my god! Of course, on. I'm spot on. Uh, Should I try and guess who's the second most likely couple? Yeah. Well, second most likely female. They, they do it in oh. b- top female, top Oh, male. yeah, yeah, of course. Um, so a couple will win, but then within the couple, you'll vote on who's the most popular person in the couple, right. and then that person will win, and they've got to decide whether they split the money or yeah. take it all for themselves. It's 50 grand. Yeah. I know it's 50 grand. We keep saying that. Top female, then. Go on. Who is it? Um, Danny. Yeah. Seven to one on. That means you have to put £7 on to win £1. No way. And that's what it means. And top male is Jack Fincham, who's 1-7. to seven. That means you have to put £7 on to win £1 if you back Jack Fincham. So they are more or less nailed on. But the point yeah, is... Yeah, exactly. What's the point in watching it? Because no, 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 because it's, 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 like oh, it's not about who wins. It's not about who wins at all. But if, if I was It never was about if, who wins. If I go to Kempton Park to watch uh, some horse racing... And yeah, but it's not. It's not a show. That's. It's not about. It's not a race. It's not about who wins. It's not about. It's not as simple as that. Yeah. Well, I just think. Uh, I thought at least there might be some uh, some opportunity to no, make sometimes some money there's... out of your knowledge, but it's pointless because everybody thinks the same as you. Uh, Camilla Long talking about Love Island. Go on. She's watched lots of it. Says there isn't a square inch of flesh that hasn't been tightened or titivated. There isn't a boob that hasn't been pumped or pimped. There isn't a lip that hasn't been stung. A nose that hasn't been shaved or sliced or razored back to nothing. Technically, we watch the show because the contestants.
arguments are all hopelessly hot and simple and stupid. But the reality is that I'm beginning to get freaked out by their faces. They're not naturally casually gorgeous, which for me is the appeal of any show set on an island. Each episode is like watching auditions for some weird naked Olympics in which all the illegal drugs have suddenly been sanctioned. Um, fair, fair, fair comment. Brilliant. I, I would say good very good, good writing, good very, writing. very good writing, especially the opening. Um, it, but it's not true. It's not true at all. No, like barely any of them have had nurse jobs. The worst offender. Who do you think the worst offender is? Megan. Is hundred percent. Com- she is really, really fake. And Laura has had her boobs done, but Georgia, Ellie, Danny. Samira, Kaz have not had any work done or some of them might have had their boobs done but that's not that big of a deal You say that um, The worst offender is a compulsive just, I love that you come back to anything I say now <laughs> It's just, you say that <laughs> Yeah, Correct. I do say that well, I'm just pointing out to people that uh, they're not necessarily the views of the management I like to think of myself as the management No, you, you Interestingly, this was the bit that I found was hilarious. Pictures of Megan before. You know, you just showed me those before pictures Mm, of of Megan. Uh, Before she dumped a ton of Botox into her shimmering epidermis. Surfaced last week, showing a more naturally beguiling girl with glasses and a slightly bulbous nose. Are you sure you've not read this exact same thing last week? No, I maybe showed you in the paper. Oh, because I'm sure you've... Unless has she reused that line of beguiling... Uh, I've no idea. Girl with glasses. She may very well, but this was in Sunday's paper, so unless I was in my time machine, and I rarely use that at the weekends, uh, <laughs> we won't have um, had it before. But what I'll tell you what's funny. Um, these pictures, she said, the before pictures, show a more naturally beguiling girl with glasses and a slightly bulbous nose. And then you look at Camilla Long's byline picture, and she is, she is, um, she does wear glasses, and she has a slightly bulbous nose. And you think, ah, that's, oh, bulbous nose. That's what. Pot, say hello to cattle. The well, no, I'm just saying she looks. The reason she thought she was. You're so also be- a beguilingly beautiful man Thank you with very much. glasses and a slightly bulbous nose thank you very much indeed that's why uh, that's why i said to you last week when you were complaining about jeff goldblum i said no he's a handsome jewish man which indeed he is which he indeed is not he's weird though have you seen i was watching um graham norton mm-hmm. and he was on graham norton and his um wife or fiance or girlfriend or something is like like 24 and she's um a gymnast and contortionist and the way he was talking about it was so weird he's a bit of a weird one well i don't think he is i think he i think he's a he's really a, good chat show guest oh yeah no i thought he was great but i'm saying he's funny he's he's like 50 something and his girlfriend's like his I wife's he's like 60 or 50, is he like 60 50, something and his, 50s. his wife is like 20 it's like not much older than me hollywood though isn't it yeah, I know, it's so weird. And the way they were... T- uh, but, interestingly, his wife was... You know in La La Land, when she's, like, flying and it's that scene mm-hmm. in the planetarium? Oh, she was a stunt person She was that. a stunt person in that? Mm. Well, there you go. There you go. Can I tell you a joke about... I don't know, can you? Well, I'll tell you one about the contortionist who... Is this going to be not funny? Well, you you judge. Is it a, contor- a contortionist who was also a clairvoyant and could foresee her own end. Oh, ha, 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 ha. Would you like to smoke some weed? No, I gave up smoking weed 30-odd years ago, maybe 40 years ago. Yeah, that's a good job because it's not legal in um, England. Canada legalised marijuana quite recently. Out of interest, what 
should I be calling weed in like a professional environment? Should I be calling it marijuana, MJ? So, yeah. I don't think MJ. Nobody, no. nobody calls it MJ. <laughs> no, no one does. I just couldn't it's think like of years ago. Some people thought pot. back pot weed, any of those. But years ago, um, people wanted to get down with the kids. I'm talking in the sixties when I was one of the kids, and people would be trying to get down with the kids. Say, hey, I'm going to smoke some Mary Jane, and, they used to call it <laughs> and nobody who actually smoked it ever called it Mary Jane. Uh, in the same way as nobody, I don't think calls it. M- I think people MJ. might call it Mary Jane in an ironic sense now. Yeah, go on. Well, anyway, interesting enough, when um, we get to the, there's more about irony when we get to our musical spot. Good, I love irony. We'll go a bit there. Um, go on, tell me. Weed will be legal nationwide in Canada starting oh starting October seventeenth. So it's been made legal, but it doesn't become legal till no. October. Sorry. Um, in a move that should take market share shares away from organised crime and protect the country country's youth. So Justin Trudeau said on Wednesday, Trudeau, the most attractive of world leaders. Um, am I allowed to say that? You can say you know, he's the most attractive of world leaders, but he is. Um, he has been accused of groping a reporter. Yeah, I saw this and I was very... Because he's done... Um, his cabinet is like the transport secretary is a former bus driver and the education secretary is a former teacher and it's really like a good cabinet of how it should be the people they're not all just jeremy corbyn's who have gone to university and then become politicians but they're people who've had jobs and stuff i should say jeremy corbyn isn't in the cabinet no he's not in the cabinet i mean politicians you mean jeremy hunts and people like that yeah david cameron's i mean and also not in the Cabinet. I realise that no, uh, David Cameron is not. David in Cameron the is sitting with his trotters up, according to. He was Cameron. at the V&A opening with Brooklyn Beckham the was other week. Really? Yeah, it's him and Samantha Cameron. Shocking! I'm, so, I'm amazed that he has the, the effrontery to show his face in public, and I'm amazed he can show his face in public without people throwing rotten fruit at it. But there you and go. I'm also amazed that he would be invited to something that's high profile like that. So Justin Trudeau said. Um, provincial and territorial governments need the time to prepare for retail sales. Mm. I was kind of a lot of people who you would think would be so pro for Canada legalizing weed. And um, Seth Rogan's come out and said how brilliant it is as a Canadian and a famous pothead. Mm. But a lot of people have talked about this like addiction for profit idea, um, and how regulating it is monopolizing the weed industry, and mm. it's not going to be going to people who would have made the money from it it's now going to be going to well, big I mean, government so we'll, we'll taxes we'll go to the government taxes and you have mm. to you get a chance to vote for the government and that's democracy you have to expect that the government will use the money to further the cause of the nation because that's yeah. what the government's there for if you believe so, in democracy I would say I can't see the objection in the government taking profit out of cannabis yeah and I think um, a lot of people have said about England legalising it which is more Important, relevant for us. Oh, not um, with our international audience. Right? <laughs> um, Mark, we've not going to get any Canadian listeners, I don't think. Mm, Maybe, who knows? who knows? If you're Canadian, if, yes, if you're Canadian, get in, get we, in touch. We, we, we must give that address out. Send us a picture of you smoking, smoking a spliff. Right, go on. <laughs> um, a lot of people have said that the the gap that will be left in the NHS when we leave the EU or whatever could be very easily filled with taxes from weed. Like it's a similar amount probably yeah. that they would make based on how many people smoke weed-ish. Um, and so I was just wondering, do you think more people smoked weed back in the 60s? Because from my point of view, the swinging 60s and Woodstock mm. has been sold to me as this time when everyone was high for 10 years and that was 
and it, police didn't really get involved and it wasn't Oh no, the police did get involved. I remember when I first started, I didn't smoke weed in the 60s. I can't remember smoking it at university. I smoked, you know, a fair bit in the 70s. Uh, in the 70s when I became a newspaper reporter. But, um, you know, because then I could get it from the police. They'd give me, <laughs> but when I did the police calls. But the police was, I can remember, in my very early days on local newspapers, and we're talking about about 1971 now, um, that there would be court cases every week. Some a small piece, court cases, yeah, yeah, absolute court cases. The police would find a very small bit of cannabis resin, a tiny little bit, uh, in some yeah. in, a, in a matchbox somewhere in a really, something in a um, pub, and they they would people would get fined twenty five pounds or mm. whatever. Yeah, but Woodstock, nobody was much concerned about people smoking pot in those yeah. days. Um, uh, Mick Jagger has an interest. I mean, he's not a podcast listener, but he does have an interest. Surprisingly, an in, surprising. Yeah, he does have an interest because I'm sure he's got teenage. He's probably got children of every. He's probably got children in their fifties, in their thirties, in their twenties, teenagers, and uh, little toddlers. I think he has got weird. a very, very young one. Yeah, you think Jeff Goldblum is weird, mm. um, but I don't see that as weird i see that as showbiz but this is mick jagger with a very interesting idea well the whole question of legalizing drugs is fraught with i someone asked me this the other day and i said well you know i don't know if i got into trouble because i don't yeah i think but you know usually you try these things out in very small places you know like so you try this in you know like you try a new product out in a in a small kind of society or an island somewhere and in in England they always try out new mobile phones in the Isle of Man so they have got a captive society so I said you should try you should try the legalization of all drugs on the Isle of Man and see what happens you know I don't know what would happen yeah, so that's his idea. You just I wouldn't legalise everything on the Isle of Man. A lot of old people as well on the Isle of Man. Uh, How they would react to it. Of all the places in the world, you want to experiment with legalising all drugs, which is what Yeah, this is what I'm saying. I don't think you should legalise all drugs because a lot of drugs are really dangerous and kill people all the time. But there's been like two reported cases of people dying from weed and in the whole history of use of cannabis. Ooh, I think that's what when I go when I was googling to find yeah. stuff that it most p- places stated too. Obviously other people have died when they've been high, but actually from the weed it came out as like well, two. yes because because the, and there have been people who it, like it's contributed to paranoia, well. you know, people Yeah, who, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, a lot of people start to forget stuff as well. I've known people who have forgotten like whole chunks of mm. time. Or like have been doing exams. Yeah. So what are you? I mean, as a as a seventeen year old, as in, uh, I think legalise them. Well, that's not very exciting because we're both in complete agreement. Oh, do you think legalise them as well? Yeah, I do. I do. So we're both good in, news. It is good news. Both generations. Be interesting to get someone in the middle, you know, a millennial, and see what the view there is. But I suspect, uh, again, I think it's just pretty much across the, case, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even people who are not interested in using it, I think, are pretty much on board. Yeah. Should we take a very short break now for a uh, commercial and uh, uh, for a product or a podcast that we are 100% behind? We're in whichever mm-hmm. country it's going out. We're, we're passionate. We're, we're passionate about this product. How much do we love the product? All yeah. the love. We're all the love. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? 
Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, time for a bit of music. Now, Ruth, I've got a, a tweet here from somebody on Twitter calls uh, him or herself lying to meet you. And it says, I'm listening to show 20 plus. I've heard them all. That's good. It's 20, well, there'll be 22 now. a lot now. of episodes. A hell of a lot of episodes. 22, that's time, 22 times 30 minutes. What's that? That's hours and hours. Go on, tell me what the actual number is, please, Dad. It's hours. Anyway, I've heard them all, and I've noticed that whilst you play, that's me, uh, Jake Thackeray and other genres, Ruthie keeps playing the same type of music on every episode. Can she play examples of other types of music? Keep up the good at work. So what you've got for us this, which, which is not entirely fair, because we've had other stuff as well, but the last two or three weeks we've had grand. Yeah, sometimes now. it's just like, if I choose indie boy bands mm. it's very similar to music you've heard tons and tons they, of times they, they all sound like the Beatles sort of exactly thing, more or less well you've, you've chosen a, a pop song this week also yeah. I've played grime and gangster rap like different yeah. types of rap different types of rap so yeah so what am I saying to him get lost two fingers <laughs> we're only joking lying to meet you now but this week you've chosen a pop song tell yeah. me about Zigrid Sigrid Sigrid. Yeah. Or Ingrid, as you called her earlier. <laughs> she falls into what I call my category of kind of crappy girl pop. Why, but good why, girl pop. Ah, good girl pop. It's good girl pop, but it's that kind of very Euro pop. It's just straight down the line, pop, 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 pop. So this is just a tune that you like? It's just a tune that oh, I like. Brilliant. And I'll explain a little bit more yeah, afterwards. Yeah, okay, here we are. Let's have a listen. When the curtain drops... Our touch is just a touch Now like in the movies Our stories after the end Like strangers Perfect pretenders So it sounds like a hit to me. That's uh, Strangers. Is it is a hit? Strangers, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it is a hit. It's her... Is she I would think Danish it's her or most, Swedish? She is Norwegian. Ah! And again, there's a little bit of a trend for girl... First of all, there's a trend generally for girl singers. Mm. And I think this is something that you didn't really have as much in the 60s. You had girl You're singers, right. but this like singer-songwriter pop girl mm. is, I would say... Solo girls are m- more popular than solo boys. There's not really, apart from Ed Sheeran, there's not that many. Well, there's no room for any more. They're Sheeran. No, yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, he's pretty much got that down. But there's tons of these girls. There's 
you know, Dua Lipa, who's really, really popular, and she's from Belarus, I think. Mm-hmm. First Aid Kit, who we've heard before, they're from so Sweden. Pop and has become very feminised, you know. Completely? Um, yeah. So this, like, what I call, it's called crappy girl pop. Yeah, well, fair enough, it's crappy girl Very pop, enjoyable and very nice to dance to and stuff, so... A little bit of a yeah. s- summer treat for the listeners. And they can yeah, find it, it is s- very summery. Yeah, find you it can find our Spotify playlist. Just yeah, not search. yet, but you will have. It, yeah, yeah, it's not on there yet. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what we're playing, and I don't know what. I, th- I think you've not heard of the. This is nineties. I play lots of stuff from the fifties, sixties, uh, and a bit from the seventies. I'm gonna play something from the nineties now, which was a big hit. Modern. While uh, when I was a famous disc jockey and playing uh, tunes on the radio, uh, this was a big hit at that point. And it's Alanis Morissette. Do you know Alanis? Oh, I know Alanis Morissette really well. Yeah, yeah. Ah, good. Because I thought nineties because no, you were. You were born in 2000 um, I mean her album Jagged Little Pill so this probably know a bit too much for this to be you introducing me to music I'm not introducing you you're Um, you're telling me more than I can tell um, you yeah her album Jagged Little Pill is quite iconic as like a bit of a breakup-y type album Mm. and in the film The Internship which is about that film about Google that's actually very good and quite funny with Owen Wilson in they sing Ironic in the car um, ah, and it's nice. really funny. Yeah, ironic has become a bit of a sort of cult song. Well, let's hear a yeah. little bit of it. Let's shall hear. We? Oh, is that the song? <laughs> Sorry. That's, that's what I've chosen. <laughs> uh, from the album Jagged Little Pill, which sold. 33 million copies globally, so I suppose it was... Uh, but I thought it might have just slipped under your yeah, radar yeah, no, it's in the quite way possible. that Sheryl Crow did, didn't it? Cheryl Crow yeah, Alanis Morissette, I think, just because of the, the how many film references yeah. and... Like, I actually know, like, all the words to Ironic. <laughs> well, join in, join in. Used to play it safe, was afraid to fly. He packed his suitcase, kissed his kids goodbye. He waited his whole damn life to take that flight. And as the plane crashed down, he thought, well, is it this night? Well, oh, uh, we didn't even get to hear the. No, we only have twenty seconds for review purposes. That's right. So we, we, so I chose that little bit simply because it's not ironic. Do you know this argument about she's she's called the song's called ironic, right? Yeah, yeah. And she's got various things which are ironic. She says, rain on your wedding some, day. Yeah, a free ride when it, you've already paid. Wow, you know you know this song. Some good advice that you just didn't take. The song's usage of the word ironic. Uh, attracted media attention for an improper application of the term. According to the Oxford English Dictionary, irony is, quotes, a figure of speech in which the intended meaning is the opposite of that expressed yeah, by the words used. Yeah, it technically So lyrics such as, it's like rain on your wedding day and a traffic jam when you're already late, are not ironic. No, so no, no. I, I, should be called something else. Irony, when we talk about irony, like, in English class, and you have to say it's I- ironic because of this. It's ironic. Romeo and Juliet. Exactly. It's ironic when... Juliet kills herself because she doesn't know that Romeo... The audience knows that Romeo's alive, whatever. But the thing is, though, I don't like when people get bugbears about small bits of language like that because language is constantly evolving. That's not a small bit. She's called the whole song ironic and nothing's ironic. No. I don't like when people have a go nitpick with bits of language like that because language is constantly evolving and the term irony has changed its meaning like that. Same as I was having it... Surrealism. 
Surreal. Surreal well, is different. Because, I don't see, surreal oh, is not different. So is different. People, I, I, saw, um, I saw a reporter on uh, ITV, young reporter. Uh, let's go over because to... Because you wouldn't be able to define that as a meaning. They, when Alanis Morissette uses ironic right. in that sense, you could define it. No, it's, yeah, you not, could. it's not ironic. It's the same as football commentators who a player scores a goal and they say... Ironically, he used to play for West. You know, he's just scored against West Bromwich Albion. Ironically, he used to play for West Bromwich Albion. You think, no, but that's oh, the same use West- as as, um, as Alanis Morissette's use. Yeah, but it's not right. No, no, but I'm saying that that's another way to use the word, but just the. Well, it's a wrong way to use the word. No, but it, I don't. I don't agree. Anyway, it, we were talking about this the other day with my friends about how like words change their meaning and then people mm. get upset about it and it's really stupid because actually bringing it back to Love Island. Mm. Laura called Megan a slut and everyone was in uproar because she shouldn't have called her a slut because of the meaning of that word but it's kind of changed its meaning into not just being a I mean technically it means a person with no sexual morals but that's not really what it means anymore it just means someone who does crappy things I'm quite happy with all that sort of thing but ironic is like let me tell you uh, surreal Right, let's start. Oh, that is annoying. There. Well, it's, it's no more annoying than saying things. It's ironic when what is it when it's raining on your wedding day? That's not ironic in one little sense. But because a you know it's your wedding day, and b you know it's raining. There's no information out there that you're not aware of. That's what ironic it means. Yeah. When, you know, when you're not. No, aware I know of what it means. I'm just mm. saying that it's taken on a different Jesus. meaning. Yeah. Well, I think Alanis Morissette ought to return all the money paid for those 33 million copies of uh, Jagged Little Pill. So um, ironic, Alanis Morissette. Uh, yours was Sigrid, Sigrid, and uh, Strangers. Mm-hmm. And if you want to hear both those tunes in full, because we're only allowed 20 seconds for review purposes, where do they go? They go to our Spotify, and you can either search Martin and Ruth and find it that way, and then you'll click onto our profile and then to the playlist. Or you can just t- type in Ruthie, me and my dad, which is the name of the podcast, and that'll take you straight to the playlist. Yeah, there you go. And all the songs that we've played, uh, whether they're grime or they're gangster rap or they're just crappy pop, uh, will all be there. Or Jake Thackeray, uh, they'll all be there on our Spotify account. And if you they want, will. if you want to uh, email us, if you want to email us, it's Martin and Ruth Podcast, all one word, like a big German word. Martin and Ruth Podcast at gmail.com and if you do that we'll probably give you a mention on the podcast and you'll get a one word reply from me would you like to keep up with the kardashians i would i would sir i've got two pieces of news for you because i just couldn't decide which was more interesting for you northwest who is kim kardashian and kanye west's daughter um, is to star in her first ever fashion campaign for Fendi alongside Kris Jenner and Kim Kardashian. Okay, how old is Northwest? Like three. Oh, three, right. Maybe younger. How's she coping two? with the name Northwest? Because uh, they'll take the mickey out of her at school if she goes to a school with other people. But anyway, go on. She'll go to a school with the people, but they'll all be they'll all have names like Apple and Pear and stuff, so it'll right. be fine. Poor little Northwest, eh? <laughs> um, and the other piece of news is. Kim Kardashian says, there's literally nothing on TV that I like. Um, and then he's swiftly reminded that she is, in fact, on TV. <laughs> well, that's like one of those things TV is not for watching. And Noel Coward once said, uh, well, TV is not for watching, it's for appearing on. 
Do you want to hear what the meme of the week is? Because sometimes I'm, we forget. Meme sometimes of the we week. forget. Let's put it in now quickly. Roadman sat in Mackie's behind me just said to his mate, you shouldn't objectify women, fam. That's not on. She's a painting, but she's a person too, innit? And I'm living for it. Could you run that past me one more time? Okay. So a little more slowly. Roadman sat in Mackie's behind me just said to his mate, you shouldn't objectify women, fam. That's not on. She's a painting, but she's a person too, innit? And I'm living for it. Innit? A peng. Peng-ting. A peng-ting. Yeah. That's a new one, not like a peng-sort. A peng-ting. It means the same thing. But it means the same thing. Painting. Is there, are, there, are there sort of shades of meaning between a painting and a peng sort? Maybe a peng sort is slightly better looking. And they always call it Mackies, do they? Mackies. Some people call it Mackie D. To you, I'd call it McDonald's, but to my mm. friend, I'd call it Mackies. Yeah. Not that you ever go there? No, have... I do. I go there quite a lot now. Oh, do you? Not tons, it... but I go there when I'm with my friends, just because right. it's cheap. And, and what do you have being a pescatarian? Okay. Well, I used to get mozzarella sticks, but they've stopped doing those, and now they do cheese bites. They've stopped so doing cheap. mozzarella sticks? Yeah, they changed them. If anyone works at McDonald's or has an inroad to McDonald's, ask them why they don't just put ma- mozzarella sticks on the, like, permanent menu, because they change them all the time, and they had um, cheese bites came out, and they came with, like, a Christmassy sauce, and, uh, and it was like, they're fine, but they're not as good as mozzarella sticks. And then, like, another cheese bite type thing came out, and then there was like one that was called like Herbie cheese or something, which is fine, but not as good as mozzarella sticks. And everyone loves mozzarella sticks and talks about them all the time, but they've just, yeah. so I don't tr- know why they do it. They're trying to uh, cater for vegetarians, but it sounds to me like whatever they, they do. do it. I have, I've had um, a veggie delight burger, veggie deluxe actually yeah, I think it's called. That's a veggie burger. And that was yeah. quite nice as well. So, but for pescatarians like yourself, McFlurry. yeah, for pescatarians, or as I read in one food review this week, Dolly Alderton, like yourself, is a pescatarian, and she was writing about being a pescatarian, or she writes, as my friends call it, a fish and chipocrite. <laughs> that one. is good. That's funny. Yeah. In that case, we can uh, sack it off. I don't like uh, how this has become a catchphrase. Well, it has, so you'll have to live with it. It's rather like... I wanted my catchphrase to be... Um, what do you want your catchphrase to be, Ruth? I wanted it to you be... I told you this. catchphrase. I know, I know, they but I told right, you this before. I wanted it to be, you're not wrong there. <laughs> well, we'll try that. I wanted me to go, like, um, you to be like, oh, I really like... Alanis Morissette. And I'd be like, no, 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 it would have to be like, this tea's really nice. Like, if I'd made it for you. And then I'd go, you're not wrong there. And then the audience would all go, you're not wrong there. And I've told you this a lot of times because I just think it would really work. And I swear someone must already have that as I their I think they've is. used that in things like uh, Alan Partridge on the telly. Thing. Where he had a... I think he had um, this guy called Patrick Marbury, who was one of his stock company, who came in and... Maybe the listeners can enlighten us on this. Martinandruthpodcast at gmail.com. But I think one You're of You're really the, flogging that email. Well, I like to get emails. Because at least, it's, you know, I think if you get some feedback... I mean, I get yeah. little enough feedback from you, apart from on the podcast. Yeah, when we're at home, you hardly talk. But, um, yeah, it's uh, martinandruthpodcast at gmail.com. But um, one of us may be able to enlighten us, because I think Patrick Marber 
played a comedian and he came on stage and said it's great to be here and all the audience shouted out you're not wrong there or, or something like that so I think we're gonna have to stick with sack it off. Oh, right well let's. so we've um, we've done the podcast for this week thank you ever, for, ever so much for all your um, interaction I appreciate it even if she doesn't and you will no, get, I do I do and you will get one word replies from me uh, lowercase thank you uh, ever so much but right now it's time to Sack it off. Sack it off. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.